I'm Aria Schwartz. And I'm Rachel Galligan. And welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. We have a week left in the regular WNBA season of the 2022 season, and things are heating up. It is a sprint to the finish, and multiple teams are fighting for those last coveted playoff spots. Let's dive in. joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider that's patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com are you looking to get tickets for this WNBA season or maybe just maybe you want to get tickets for the WNBA playoffs well thanks to our sponsor TickPick. You don't have to worry. The original no-fee ticketing site and official ticketing partner of the WNBA champion Chicago Sky. Use the link T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K.com backslash Winsider for all your upcoming ticket purchases for the WNBA, NFL, NBA, or any other event. That's TickPick.com backslash Winsider. Wow. Rachel, things could not get more hectic. it (laughs) It is the most glorious time of the year. It is teams, you know, find finding any weapon to bludgeon the other team, scratch, claw, bite their way into the playoffs. But before we get into that, let's talk about this weekend. <laughs> Thoughts, reactions, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I thought that the Connecticut Sun, Chicago Sky, Las Vegas Storm, or Las Vegas Aces, and Storm game; those games were absolutely unbelievable. <clears throat> you know, we're at that point of the season where it's like, you know, playoff type games in terms of just jockeying for like deep position and seating and things like that. But then you also have those lower part, lower level teams um, that, you know, we're really honestly in almost some ways more focused on just trying to make sense of who's actually going to make it in. Um, But yeah, final week of the regular season. It's unbelievable. I can't believe how fast this season flew by, but I'm excited. And honestly, I'm, I'm really excited to, not just pay attention to this week of who's actually going to get in to get that final, you know, those final couple spots, those final, that final spot out and kind of analyze what we think is going to happen, but just, I'm ready for playoff basketball. Yeah. And, and you know what, talking about, you, you touched on this, like over 18,000 people yeah. were in Seattle, went to Suburbs final regular season home game, brand January's final regular season home game. Um, that atmosphere unbelievable was unbelievable i mean talk about fomo talk about like rachel how much what would you have given up to be at that game i mean i given up i don't know um i I gotta say it was just as i I don't want to say it's just as enjoyable to see it on tv but i got chills multiple times throughout that game just listening to the crowd and and their reaction to certain plays like they were so in sync with, and it was such a heavyweight fight, like big shot after big shot. You know, Brianna Stewart goes off for 35. <clears throat> then you've got Chelsea Gray coming down, hitting daggers, you know, just responding to every single big time shot that Stewart made. And I mean, that was just, 
two heavyweights throwing punches left and right. I was really impressed with the Las Vegas Aces and their composure down the stretch. I thought that that really spoke volumes about them. I think Seattle, you know, obviously we could talk about Sue Bird and, and we talk about Brianna Stewart. And again, I'm talking more just down the road and playoff basketball. They're, they're, they got to have more offensively. Jewel Lloyd can't go 0 for 6. Um, but yeah, that was just an unbelievable game. I mean, just, just, I, I remember sitting there, I was just like, I don't want this to end. I really don't want this to end. And he, and here we are, it's like the middle of, you know, nothing, the, the, the you know, final week of regular season, this game didn't hold a ton of weight in terms of just what it meant for both of, both of these teams, but still unbelievable. I can't, I can't wait for the playoffs. Yeah, it was, oh man, I, I was going to say, Rachel, if I would offer to give up your uh tisha jersey finals jersey oh, so that we could go i don't to- no. i don't know about that i don't know about um, that. um no but it's not my jersey so i would totally give it up um i want your thoughts about the mystics um ending to la i mean i was a little bit surprised i i this is why i can't put washington up in that the, the, yes. that that top tier there's clearly four teams that are contenders in my mind then washington goes out and just when i'm ready to talk about them you know, being dominant and having a chance, they do something like this. But here's my thing. Like, I, I, I think it's more simplistic. All right. First of all, Natasha Cloud, like, all right, I'll, I'll do this in tweets. I'll say it right now. First of all, I respect Natasha Cloud the utmost. Um, I would say the, you know, she, what she's doing this season, extremely underrated. Um, what she's been doing her career over the past few years, since she kind of took that leap forward, underrated. She's a top point guard in the league, in my opinion. Um, but whatever, we can talk about that later. She was fouled on that shot, but she was fouled after the buzzer went off. She got the shot off after the buzzer went off. So I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about the fact that there was horrible calls because there was horrible calls going both ways. And you know what? They were down by like 12 or more at one point. And for the majority of the game, they were down by double digits. So right. don't come tweeting after the game at me saying, hey, the rest cost them the game or wow, these rests are lousy. We know the rests are lousy. Everyone's been screaming about that. Like when you yeah. say the, the rests are lousy and not acknowledge that they have been lousy for years upon years and every game this season, it almost makes you sound like a noob watching the game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what's new. Okay. <clears throat> but you allowed the refs. Like maybe I'm that curmudgeonly old person. Who's just like, bah, 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 you suck. But like you allowed the refs to decide the game you decided to take the shot right as time was expiring even though you probably had a more open look a little bit earlier a few like split second half second whatever it was earlier you decided to drive like point is end of the day it was an embarrassing loss and i would say even more so in a simplistic fashion it's classic edd gone she comes back and this team struggles because Everybody has very different roles when Elena Deladon is there and when she isn't. And I think hopefully if you're a Mystics fan, the positive side is we saw what happens when Delhi strings together a few games. This team is a serious contender. This team has the best defense in the league. This team has offensive weapons, but we also saw the downfall. Um, and, and we've seen that throughout Deladon's career in in Washington specifically in the playoffs and other times where like she is the one who kind of starts this engine and if she's not there everybody else kind of works together but 
when she is there, if she's not hitting her shots, I mean, she couldn't hit the broadside of a barn yesterday. Well, I, I think you also have to give credit to LA. I mean, props to them coming up. Well, this is a team that, that has struggled to find offensive production consistently True. throughout the season. And you end up finishing with five players and double figures. And that's without Kennedy Carter and Liz Cambage. So, like, I mean, I thought that that was one of their most complete offensive performances of the season, which is interesting because they're going against, what, the top defense in the league. And it's not even like, oh, a team hangs 79 on you. That's that's not what beat you. It's the fact that Washington struggled to make shots. It was a missed opportunity. Um, you know, I, 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 the angles and analyzing that final shot, um, you know, it, I definitely, I definitely am way more on the side to believe that um, it was after the buzzer, but you know, not to get too far into that because whatever I like, you, you have yourself in that situation more. My biggest question is what was Jordan Canada doing? You yeah. know, like, good God. Um, you're gonna fall, you're gonna on the three point shot, you fall backcourt. My God, like I mean, I can't even. But hey, I mean, LA got out of there with a win. I don't really know in the long run what this means, but I guess they live another day. Live, live um, to see another day, Rachel. I just want to throw this out there because, like, I don't know. Maybe you don't want to say this. I feel like we we agree on this take. Um, Fred Williams, you're the interim head coach. Let Kennedy Carter play. Like <laughs> now is not the time, and I get right, like. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I've been in meetings or I know why there's been this, you know, I'll, I'll just say a dark cloud following Kennedy Carter or wherever she's been in her WNBA career. I'm not going to get into that. All I'm going to say is you're the interim head coach, right? Like, it's it's not your job to make, like, you, you know, personnel statements. It's not your job to, to speak to the culture and whatever, <laughs> unless the players are doing something. But And, like, Fred's just taking, you know – the, the face of it um play Kennedy Carter like wh- what why not yeah yeah it's it's really really hard because obviously we don't know the inner works and workings of what's transpired they've been so hush hush about it we can guess because there is a pattern of behavior and and you know things like that but until we don't actually know matter of fact what that might be however if you're the Sparks organization you knew this headed into this free agency <laughs> signing and so um, it's just, it, it, it's all bad. It's all bad. I, I wish, I, I don't understand the inconsistencies. Like some, sometimes she'll play, sometimes she's out three games, then she'll kind of play a little bit. Like, I don't know. It, is it all just, you know, determined if she had a good week of practice or right. how her attitude is that week of practice? You know, I don't know. Regardless, <clears throat> the sparks are just limping through to the end of the season. Oh, side point. note, even but, more hilarious about this is, excuse, excuse me. Um, because the Mystics have the Sparks first round draft pick, this game also was an opportunity for Washington to not only solidify playoff seating and kind of get a rhythm going into the playoffs because they only have a few games left, but also a chance to solidify them getting a lottery pick. Yeah. And they botched it, but okay. Uh, The other big game of the weekend was Minnesota. Uh, Well, I guess, no, we... We, we just have to real, real briefly, Rachel, Phoenix Mercury without Skylar Diggins-Smith, without, without Diana Taurasi, beat New York. <laughs> I I mean, why not? You got to tip your hat to Shea Petty. I mean, Shea Petty, Diamond to Shields. I mean, Sophie Cunningham. I mean, that's ultimately like it's it comes down to people stepping up when it matters. And that's especially what this time of year is about. <clears throat> when you're playing for your lives, you're playing for those those 
to extend your season. <clears throat> Excuse me. And yeah, really impressive performances there and a short bench, even shorter than it normally would be. I mean, don't know what that means for New York. Like you have to question, like, are, are you losing intentionally or are you just, were you just not ready to go? You I, know, I'm, I'm going to call it out, Rachel. What? Nigelini comes back. Everyone was all hyped. I, well, and I've said this for years and I hope New Yorkers don't take this in the wrong way. New York is a huge market, which means they have uh, what I would assume, hopefully, a lot more fans, which means their their fan base voice on social media and other platforms is going to be a little bit louder. Um, so I think often certain teams, New York, L.A., um, are going to be a little bit overhyped at times. And I think this season is kind of an example of that with New York. But I would even say that, like, Benajelani coming back, everyone's talked about, oh, the team's finally together, blah, blah, blah. Now, obviously... You know, Natasha Howard goes down with an injury. Um, there's there's some other kerfuffles. But Benajelani, if, if the issue in my mind, at least, with New York last year and this year still is turnovers. And Benajelani is not going to solve that issue. Um, she's maybe even going to add to that. They need to be playing sm- smarter, uh, less turnover basketball if they want to continue to win. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Final game was Minnesota-Atlanta. If he's Shout out to he's me. Back. What? Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, 10 and a half weeks. I'm not going to sit here and I don't want to say anything wrong or offensive. All I'm going to say is that my wife had a child um, and watching the amount of work that goes into getting your body back to a place of exercise, not even competing against the other top level athletes in the world, in the best basketball league in the world, but just to like normal exercise, it is mind blowing to see somebody 10 and a half weeks out back on the court. Um, major kudos was, I, I want to rewatch a game. I haven't had a chance yet. I want to see what she was doing on defense. Um, she ended up playing from my understanding, double what they wanted her to. Um, she hit a couple big shots. She brought uh, a calmness, but also an energy to this team that I hadn't really seen. Um, you know, we often talk about teams looking to leaders in, in, in like, crunch time moments and I feel like they didn't even have to do that with having fee on the court now that you like and this is going to suck next year when sill's gone but like having fee and sill right like the faces of the franchise on the court these all-stars who have just been historic in what they have done in this league I think really calms Kayla McBride Mariah Jefferson's like her knees finally feeling better um this team I said it many episodes ago Make the playoffs will be the most impressive, mind-boggling. Like, there's so many words. It's a hell of a story. It's a hell of a story. It's a hell of a story. Mitchell Hansen write it. Um, And I saw I saw Mitchell um, put out some information. They were talking about how Powers was out, and Reeve had called up Fee and was like, "Do you want to stick to the plan, or do you want to end up, you know, do you want to try and play today?" And Fee was, you know, like the one thing was holding me back was my nerves. I'm really glad I ended up doing it. I think, I mean, we're, we're about to go through an exercise and kind of really talk about these games this week and kind of predict what we think could happen. But that ends up being a huge game for, for Collier to get under her belt. Yes. In terms of just getting those nervous jitters out, you could see it the first few moments on the floor and just the way she was carrying herself. But then as the game progressed, you saw her get gradually more and more and more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she hit a couple shots. You saw her shoulders drop a little bit more. She just was easing into this. So now 
you know, you're, you're in a, you're in a situation where like, they've got a shot, they've got a shot. And as a former competitor myself, it does take a while. And I cannot imagine what she felt that those, those first, you know, that first half of that game and just how uncomfortable it probably felt, especially in that environment with that on your shoulders. And I think this could end up being a, that was my point to saying all this, which just take me a long time to get through. I apologize. Was that that could end up being a really huge critical decision. um, Having fee play in that game, especially headed into this, this week and the opportunity that the links have, because if I'm, if I'm fee, I mean, I'm just guessing that she's just going to come out like, ready to go. I mean, obviously you've been playing, obviously you've been competing, obviously it's not like you're going to be a hundred percent comfortable, but getting that game the other day and getting a win out of it and and knocking down a few shots and and just having that experience is better to happen then than later on this week when they're, when they are fighting for their lives. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. And, and, and like, look, I'll, I think if you follow us on social media, if you listen to our podcast, you probably know that I've been very vocal about from my perspective, um, with one caveat, Fee should not be playing until the season was decided. And the reason I've been saying that is, simply put, there's no way for us to know what level she's at. Is she at 60%, 50%, 100%, 99 Like, there's no way for us to know because we are not privy to getting into those practices and, and, and getting honest conversation uh, with the people in the know. So we have to work on an assumption, you know, of that it probably, you know what I mean? So... End of the day, I think I saw a lot from Fee, and I got to agree with you. I mean, for her to come back, there's obviously going to be jitters. So you don't want to bring her in. Like, imagine if this was the last game of the season um, and they had to win it to make the playoffs. Then there's some questions of, okay, was that the right move? The other thing was with Powers out, um, and and another aspect of why I was not so in favor of playing Fee this earlier, or quote-unquote, bringing her back so quick, Um was because of the implications of what that would mean for uh, Nikolina Milic, who, as everyone who knows, uh, listens to the pod, who doesn't live under a rock, knows. I'm a huge fan of her game. I think Milic has been bringing an insane amount uh, to Minnesota this season. Annoyed that it's a hardship contract. Annoyed that, you know, Achan was (laughs) pulling so much money um, and honestly pulling a lot of minutes that I feel like Milic should be getting. Um, that's what I know. That's a whole long story. But but my point was more so bringing in fee. If you're going to bring in fee, someone who can only play restricted minutes around 10 minutes. Um, and then that causes you to have to lose Milich. To me, that's an easy equation of let fee recover a little bit longer. Um, but because powers went down, they were able to release her on that hardship and sign her again for another uh, rest of season hardship. What is that signal for aerial powers for the rest of the season? I don't know. Not a good sign, I would assume. What is that signal for Lindsay Allen the rest of the season on this team who's also on a hardship roster uh, contract? I don't know. Um, well, I believe she's in her last seven days, so we'll see where that goes. Also, there's a lot going on. We'll see what happens. Rachel, let's do the exercise yeah, we've been... About, let's talk about this week. Yeah, we are going to do a 20-minute episode. Now we're 20 minutes in, and we're yeah. ready to do what we wanted to do the episode about. Yeah, and I got to go pack for Europe. So yeah, let's... so, all right, let's <laughs> Rachel, you run down. Right, right now, let's just run it real quick. Um, this is the standings 6 through 11. Dallas Wings at 16 and 16 in 6th place in the standings. Atlanta Dream 14 and 19, 7th place. And the Phoenix Mercury 14 and 19, 8th place. Then you got the Liberty 13 and 19, 9th place. Minnesota 13 and 20, 10th place, and the LA Sparks 13 and 20, 11th place. So what we're going to do right now is, Rachel, you're going to run down 
each game, right? Day by day. And we're going to pick a winner. I'm going to be yeah. sitting on the other side of this uh, microphone, checking off and adjusting the uh, the standing slash their records. Um, and then we'll see what happens and, and who yeah. uh, who ends the season in top. Tonight, big game. Hard to kind of predict this one. New York Liberty at the Dallas Wings. <clears throat> you know, I think for me, you look at, you look at, the Liberty, who have lost one in a row, Dallas, they've won four in a row. You know, I don't know. It's it's hard because both of these teams, we've, we've said it all year long. I feel like at the end of the day, what I saw from New York the other day was, was shocking. They easily could bounce back and kind of play a lot better. However, I think Dallas is playing really, really well right now, and um, I think they're going to end up winning this one which would end up putting dallas at 17 and 16 new york at 13 and 20 what's your prediction for tonight yeah no i i completely agree i mean like look i i'm not gonna sit here and say that picking dallas to win a game uh doesn't make me nervous but well, from yeah, my I understand mean, but this but, is really a coin flip it's a coin this, flip. it's a coin flip but i'm gonna say this uh i believe the injury report i saw yesterday had Enrique out and I don't want to be that jerk who's saying it, but like I honestly, I think this team not having a Rike out there makes them better. Um, Marina Mabry, you know what? Hot take, whatever. More valuable to this Dallas Wings team because she can facilitate for others and score. Yeah, I agree. Dallas now stands at 17 and 16, Atlanta and 14 and 19. Um, the New York loss, because New York loses the um, tiebreaker with Minnesota, they would then drop below Minnesota. Right, into, so this is a huge game tonight. That is huge. a huge, huge game because yeah. that could move Minnesota into ninth place um, and just half a game back from Phoenix and Atlanta, yeah. and that means uh, the playoffs. Now, I'm not going to lie, I don't know between New York and Liberty who have the tiebreaker, but L.A., in my perspective, is kind of like a long shot. They just got to win out and hope everyone else loses. What's the next game? All right, then Tuesday we've got Seattle at Chicago. We don't need to really focus on that one. We're just talking about this week and what happens with those final spots Atlanta dream at Las Vegas I in my opinion no way Atlanta goes into Las Vegas and beats them with the the way that they're playing so then that will that will drop Atlanta to 14 and 20 <clears throat> and then you've got the Connecticut Sun at the LA Sparks um, I, I I really don't see that happening either so then that drops LA to 13 and 21 mm-hmm. thoughts now, I completely agree with all of that. I mean, I know LA is fighting for a spot, and but Connecticut is fighting to, look, is just plow forward. Maybe at best LA splits two, but I doubt they're winning game one. Um, well, and, and yeah, at this point, you just, if you're LA, you just got to hope Connecticut's really off. Yep, and, and that puts us at LA is 13-21, so 11th place. New York's in uh, 10th. Minnesota would then be um, just half a game back, sitting at 13-20, and while Atlanta is 14-20. and and Phoenix uh, is 14 and 19. Next games. Okay. Wednesday, really, really, really big night. New York at Dallas, Minnesota at Phoenix. You know, again, you look at this New York-Dallas uh, matchup. For the sake of this, let's just say they split. So let's say New York ends up winning that. They end up being 14 and 20. New York drops to 17 and 17. <clears throat> Other way around, but yes. What'd you say? Other way around. New York's oh. 14 and 20, Dallas 17 and 17. Yes. yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Minnesota Lynx at Phoenix Phoenix Mercury. I mean, that's that's a must-win game. I'm going to take the, the Lynx with that. I think that they're just going to put their heads down. They're, I don't know the injury report. I don't know what's going on with Tarazi or Skylar Diggins-Smith. 
obviously Phoenix has proven that they can win a game or two without them. Um, so a lot, a lot up in the air with that one. But I think at the end of the day, Minnesota's fighting for their lives. They're going to go down there and get themselves a win. Yeah, and then that bumps Minnesota to 14-20, Phoenix to 14-20, and 20, and now Minnesota now, they have the tiebreaker over Phoenix. They've already beaten Phoenix two or three times this season, um, and they last night went beating Atlanta gives them the tiebreaker versus Atlanta, which means Minnesota th- would then move up to seventh place in the standings. But Phoenix still, it, well, I don't know. Then there would be a tiebreaker between Phoenix and Atlanta. I would have to look at that and who, uh, in their games head-to-head, but we'll save that. Um, the order would be Dallas, Minnesota, Phoenix, Atlanta, I would assume, just based on the fact that uh, currently they have the same record. Oh, sorry. Atlanta, it seems, has the tiebreaker just based off of the current WNBA standings. So that would then, that loss bumps Phoenix out of the playoff picture if the season ended then. Okay. So then we're into Thursday, Chicago at Las Vegas. That's exciting. That's great TV. But another one, Connecticut Sun at LA. Can LA sneak a win? There's Pickle thinking, absolutely not. There's no way. I don't know. Pickles, I think <laughs> I, I heard that as Pickle saying yes. I'm, let's let for the sake of argument, let's, let's say, say LA, they split. Let's they say they split. They split 14 and 21. Yeah, 14 and 21. So what does that do in terms of their potential? Nothing. They're still in last place. They're, they're, <laughs> okay. they're, they're still in 11th. All right. So that day, you know, again, we're, we're giving, we're giving LA the benefit of the doubt. We're, we're, we're saying, Hey, that there's an opportunity there. They might be able to steal one. And then Friday, really, I mean, that's a big day. You've got the mystics at the fever. I don't, that one really doesn't mean much. Um, New York Liberty, Atlanta dream. You know, this is really, really kind of where everyone's like, man, this is going to come down to this final matchup at the end of the season. Seattle Storm at Minnesota. That's a tough one for Minnesota to win. Um, And then Dallas at Phoenix. So you look at those last three games I talked about, um, and then I'm – Well, keep in mind, so Atlanta – They have to to play back-to-back. Wait, wait, wait. Who's Atlanta playing? Atlanta is playing New York, and they play them again on Sunday. Okay, so they play Atlanta – they play New York twice. So let's say they split that. Both teams would then be 15 and 21. Okay. All right. Then we have Minnesota going up against – Oof. Seattle, let's say they're probably going to lose that, right? Um, realistically. I mean... I Honestly, I'm not even sold on that. La- Sills' last home game to steal for the, it. For the sake of... Let, let's just say that they lose it. Do they still have a shot to get in? Well, then they're 14-21. Okay. And let's say Atlanta loses the first game and goes 14-21, which means New York would be 15-20. Let, all right, let's just assume New York and Atlanta split it. Yep. Okay, so we got 15-21. Minnesota sitting at 14-21, so they bump it back down. New York bumps back up. Uh, Dallas Phoenix at play? Phoenix, that's a big one. Dallas, Dallas at Phoenix, because here's what happens. If, uh, let's say, I kind of have more faith in Dallas, but you know what? Phoenix is going to be fighting for that playoff spot. They are. They are. Probably a little bit more fight. So I'll give Phoenix the win on that. So they're 15 and 20, right? So that bumps Minnesota right back down to 10th place. And then it comes down to that last Connecticut game. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, Minnesota is going to, it, I mean, I, you, you're relying on other people's winning and winning and losing. But at well, the end of the day, that, but, well, wait, 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 wait. Let's look at the last, Let's look at Sunday the 14th, right? Mm-hmm. So we assume that New York and Atlanta LA, split. New York and Atlanta split. 
let's assume Minnesota can pull off one win versus Seattle, Seattle and Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. So then they're 15 and 21. And if we assume that, um, let's see, Phoenix versus Dallas. We Phoenix, said, will lose. Phoenix will lose against Chicago. Phoenix will lose against Chicago. So that will, and then beat Dallas, let's say. So they're 15 and 21, which means very realistically, Phoenix, Atlanta, New York all end the season at 15 and 21. <laughs> now, if that happens, we enter a whole world of tiebreakers, which Minnesota would be on top of because Minnesota holds a tiebreaker against New York, against Atlanta, and against Phoenix, mm, which wow. then puts them at some, I don't know how, when they've basically spent the whole season in 11th place, bumps <laughs> them up to seventh place. Um, which what means they would likely as of now play the Las Vegas aces in round one of the playoffs. Um, <laughs> that's a doozy, but Hey, at least still gets a playoff. I mean, but they're going to be in there. It, it's hard. I, I, I kind of get lost as soon as we get to those Friday games, it's kind of easy to not easy, but you know, you could look at the next four days and kind of be like, okay, this is where we're at. There's so much, there's, it's, it's actually amazing to me how much basketball is going to be played this week and how much there yeah. is to be determined. And I think when you're throwing out Phoenix out there, they're a wild card. Mm-hmm. I think Dallas is a wild card. I mean, it, it is not out of the, the the spectrum of Dallas to go on like a freaking losing streak right now, you know? So it, it, it's hard because you also don't know in terms of the injury reports as well. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to those Sunday matchups. And Minnesota is going to have to steal a game between Seattle and Connecticut. It's a must. And the crazy thing, too, is – the beauty if you're a Minnesota Lynx fan, because I think like if you look at New York, Atlanta, right? Like nobody's if you're a fan of that team, you want them to succeed. You want them to move on. But there's also that element of like, we're not winning it all this year. And yes, it would be cool for us to make the playoffs and all, but it would be more beneficial for the franchise to not make the playoffs. So I think it's like a little bit, you know, pick your poison type thing. If you're a Minnesota Lynx fan, there's not that idea, right? Because you're losing Syl this offseason, which frees up a lot of cap space to bring in, you know, a top free agent big. Um, and then you're back in contention. It's like you're not in a, the, the same situation as these other teams. Phoenix, similarly, you know, Diana Taurasi, how much longer is she around? Is Skylar Diggins-Smith with all the the drama that we've seen this year going to be around in Phoenix next year? Um, so if you're those two teams, it's like a, a very much like do whatever we can to make it to the playoffs. Does Phoenix um, even have a first round pick? I don't even think so. I think they traded <laughs> it away. I don't even have that in front of me. Um, yeah. But we obviously, we've obviously talked about LA not having the pick. That's huge. There, that's a whole other. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that in the offseason. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I th- oh, I think the the Diamond and Shields trade included one of their picks. So like, and end of the day, like. Minnesota and Phoenix and Dallas are the ones who are just like, I mean, Dallas is pretty much a lock in unless they have just a colossal fall apart. And then the question is who is seven and eight. And the way I'm looking at it right now, you know, it comes down to the tiebreaker just because it's going to be tough for Phoenix uh, up against Chicago and some of these other teams. But end of the day, like if four teams end, end at 15 and 21, um, I am curious what that means yeah. for the tiebreaker. I mean, I would have to, to break that all down. Yeah. I don't even yeah. have all that in front of me. But end of the day, like, I would enjoy seeing Phoenix and Minnesota in the playoffs. Well, and, and Pickle, more most importantly, thinks that L.A. is going to be Connecticut. So, Okay, there we go. We got it. <laughs> um, 
And just to remind everybody, like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, we picked, uh, you picked that the Sparks, Wings, and Mercury would make it. I said Mercury, Atlanta, and Lynx would make it. So we, I guess I just had faith that the Wings would falter. Um, but hey, oh, so remind Who everyone. Who did I pick again? You picked Sparks, Wings, or... and Mercury to make it. Oh, Great picks, Rachel. Okay. Uh, we've been hosting watch parties on Playback. It's a really fun new way to watch the games. No lag, no spoilers. We do merch giveaways. Uh, we do NFT giveaways. We do trivia questions. And we just have a fun time. It's it's a really cool new program. It's called Playback. The link is getplayback.com backslash room backslash winsider. That's getplayback. Get playback.com backslash room backslash winsider we'll be doing one wednesday we haven't picked which game the fans want the wednesday games because as rachel pointed out uh those those are huge so important wings liberty and links mercury heck we might even do a double header we'll see um but make sure you tune in for that it's a lot of fun it's a good time and rachel Yours truly will hopefully be there. I can't guarantee what type of Wi-Fi I'll have over in Crete, but we will see. I'm leaving today, but you know we're gonna ha- we might have to jump on here at some point this week and just oh, talk maybe happen. midway through the week and talk about some of the things that are going on. We're getting down to that crunch time, so yeah, looking forward to it. All right, well we'll be back next time. Say peace, Rich.